Hi there and a very warm welcome as every Friday to Bergos Now. My name is Aurelia Rauch and my guest today, back after a long while, is Maximilian Hefele. Hi Max. Hi Aurelia. Thanks for having me and I'm really looking forward to this podcast. And uh, yes, it was was much too long. Yes, I've been here. it's true. It's true. It's been a minute, but I'm, I'm so glad to have you back. I mean, since you had our asset management team, I, I know how busy you are. So uh, don't worry about it, but I always love to see you. Um, Max, okay, well, how are you? How, how's it going? Aurelia, when I think about our clients, I really couldn't feel any better. <laughs> I mean, the feedback is really great and therefore... I'm well. Yeah, that's awesome. Why is that? I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Why is that? Yeah, well, 2023 really was a very successful year for our um, portfolios. And when I use the football terms, we, really, we won the triple. So we won the Premier League, the Cup and the Champions League at the same time. <laughs> and uh, for our investment return, that means that first of all, we achieved significant positive results. So that's good. Secondly, we have been even better than markets. So on average, our, our, um, 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 that was really difficult in, in, uh, in 2023. And I will also give you the reasons later. And thirdly, Champions League, we rank top compared to our peer group. And uh, that's really good. And um, yeah, therefore, I couldn't feel any better. Max, that's awesome. Uh, congrats. And, and I see the spark in your eyes here. Uh, the excitement is, is carrying. Can you give me a little bit more sort of meat on the bone? Why is that? What, what, can you explain this in numbers? Yes. Um, just for example, our global stock portfolio, you know, our global single stock portfolio, which is our flagship product where we have the most asset growth, um, returned close to 30% in 2023. Uh, measured in euro wow, that's so that's great. that's really a lot and uh, when we go into our balanced solutions you know balanced risk return profile uh, we achieved more than 12 percent mm -hmm. um, and that's that's really great results as i described uh, above with uh, the analogy to 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 football <laughs> but uh, what makes me really happy it's not just the raw numbers but um, i mean the perception perception of our clients so we really have exceeded expectations. And the nice thing about that is that we have, have been experiencing this for several years now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what more could you want? Mm -hmm. uh, is it, I think that's really fantastic. Um, can we go a bit more into kind of the development? How do these extraordinary results come about? I mean, that doesn't just like occur, especially when you're saying you're above expectations and average and, and peer comparison. Yes, well, there, there are two, two levels um, which I would like to describe today. Um, the first level are the fundamentals. Okay. So, so the backbone, the foundation of the result. And the second level is the implementation of these fundamentals. Okay, that so makes sense. First a bit theory mm -hmm. with some examples and then uh, the, the implementation. Wonderful. So fundamentals is the first one. Yes, exactly. Okay. So the foundation for success is first of all our investment process and secondly the investment philosophy. Mm -hmm. And by the way the foundation has been almost unchanged for years. So process discipline and sticking to the philosophy are essential for the long-term success. Shortly I briefly uh, cover the investment process and today I would like to focus on the philosophy. Okay. Investment process is a classic symbiosis of capital market analysis and the selection of the single securities. And um, 
yeah and that's like developed over years sharpened over years but uh, that stands for itself today as i said i focus on the philosophy and there we have three principles um, first of all the global allocation is very important our anti-cyclical behavior and patience mm -hmm. and our chief investment officer Till Buhlmann always calls it steering with a steady hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the global allocation is evident, for example, in the high percentage of your stocks. Um, so it's not a static weighting, but a strategic weighting. The ruthless capitalism in the US leads to innovation and rewards companies that can generate high earnings and margins. Mm -hmm. Thus, we find the most attractive growth opportunities in US companies. In the end, this fact is reflected in the stock price development. The S&P 500 index, the most important leading index worldwide, has thus achieved outstanding returns over many decades. The US dollar currency risk is, is compensated by the more attractive price gains of the underlying stocks. In addition, the US dollar in the portfolio is a great diversifier and often also an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, next to the global um, allocation, the anti-cyclical behavior is a very important aspect. So we don't waste resources by trying to pick up stocks at the lowest price. Okay. So so-called bottom fishing ra rarely works. Mm -hmm. It's more about looking for midterm opportunities or trends, mostly in challenging times. Got it. Okay. So an example for this is the massive style shift, um, stylistic shift from growth to value in 2022. And the trend reversal in 2023, a very challenging environment. Why? More details, please. Yes. So in 2022, with rising interest rates, the large cap US tech giants lost massive value. Okay. So instead of selling those growth stocks in a pro-cyclical manner, we gradually increased our holdings in these stocks to do their attractive valuation and the structural growth potential. Okay. So we did this anti-cyclical. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was really the foundation for success for our success in 2023, as there was a massive trend reversal back to those growth stocks. So it was back and forth, you know, out of growth into growth, and uh, we stick to those stocks um, through 2022 and even build them up. So, as already described extensively in the media, it was precisely those seven big US stocks that positively influenced the market in 2023. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So investors who did not have significant weighting in, in those stocks had a very hard time to keep up with the markets. By the way, in the last quarter of 2023, we already have started to reduce the weightings in those stocks again. Okay. So perfectly in line with our anti-cyclical investment philosophy. Aha, okay. Um, is that to do anything with the steady hand sorry but Till's words are ringing sort of in the back of my head because that that's something that you know he he um often references right like steering with a steady hand you also said this at the top of the episode yes yes correct no i mean here i more referred to the anti-cyclical behavior and with a steady hand uh, i also can give you some 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 examples first first i describe it okay so with patience um, we give our positioning the necessary time to unfold mm -hmm. and we do not collapse immediately when there is a temporary headwind. Okay. So that's very important. So we are, we are standing course 
Um, 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 one good example for this is the market phase from November 22 to January 23. Mm -hmm. During this phase, Chinese stocks performed very positively, driven by you know a temporarily weak US dollar. Further, the reopening, and I guess you remember end of 2022, uh, the Chinese economy re reopened after this rigid lockdown phase. Yeah. And uh, with that, investors had the hope that the economy will spark uh, in China. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, everybody who jumped on this train too quickly was bitterly uh, disappointed. Mm. Um, you know, we at Bergus, we, we stayed course. Uh, we we continue to be very skeptical about, you know, this Chinese structural problems and also the political risks. And therefore, we did not increase um, Chinese equities. Um, but, you know, stayed course to our underweight okay. in emerging markets in mm -hmm. China. So in our single stock strategy, we still don't have any Chinese stocks. Um, and this made a significant difference in 2023. By the way, the Chinese stock market is also a good example that a low valuation alone is not a reliable indicator for future positive price development, just as a side note. Mm -hmm. But as you can see, um, you know, steady hand, patience uh, plays a big role in our investment philosophy and is consistently implemented. So, Max, if I'm if I'm recapping this correctly, symbiosis of fundamentals, process, philosophy—that's sort of the base, right? And then comes implementation. But that's not—that I, I can't imagine that being just so. How does that go? How's the implementation part of this? Yes, I mean it, it's it's extremely important actually. So a process itself can be as good and sophisticated as it wants, but if it's not implemented rigorously. It remains just an empty shell. Yeah. So for success, both aspects must interact like a clockwork. The better this is achieved, the higher, uh, in my opinion, the likelihood of long-term investment mm -hmm. success. Mm -hmm. So what is crucial in the implementation? So breathing life into the process primarily depends on a professional team. Mm -hmm. And uh, here at Bergos, we could not be better positioned. And um, we have a great mix of experienced seniors and highly talented younger employees, all connected by an excellent team spirit. And Aurelia, um, I may um, send warm greetings to the, to the entire investments team. And uh, a big thank you, especially to Christoph, Daniel, Florian, Chichi, Yami, Marie, Nina, Grace, Oliver and Thomas. It's just great what performance you deliver day in and day out. This cannot be emphasized enough. Well done. That's sweet of you. That's very kind. And there were so many uh, names in there who are guests on this podcast, have been and will be. And uh, yeah, for me too. They are just wonderful. So that was, yes. that was a kind gesture. Thank you, Max, for that. And uh, yes, so obviously it's, it's a great part is the team. But from a technical point of view, um, it's very important to, to be systematic yeah and as much as possible emotionless mm -hmm. so um, don't get your feelings too much into the decision try to to put them back and analyze markets just from a from a systematic way and if you're right um, doing this more than 50 percent over time then the chances of above average returns are pretty high but by far no guarantee 
what is very important that um, in addition to that, that you have a structured weighting methodology. So you generate a view, it's right, but then you also have to have a high weighting in the portfolio representing that view. Okay. Max, okay, so at this point, quick thank you, because I think this this kind of background and, and having it in such precision presented is extremely valuable. And, you know, I, but thank you for taking the time to to go through all of this so concretely. Can I, though, even though you have mentioned some examples already, but can I look back at 2023 with you and, and I guess ask, what does this mean? So how were we positioned and and maybe is this already giving us an indication of how 2024 is going uh, so can i get a little bit more concretely here yes yes of course i, I will give you a, a little review and also give you the outlook for 2024 Perfect. you know if you take those view over or what have what mm -hmm. has changed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so specifically um we had a pretty strong overweight in u.s stocks uh in korean stocks in japan and um, for the US and Japan, this also remains the case for 2024. As mentioned earlier, we were very cautious in emerging market stocks and thus also for Chinese stocks. And uh, with respect to the later, so in particular to, to emerging market stocks, that continues for 2024. So we remain cautious. We continue to be skeptical about the structural problems in China. Okay. New is um, that um, we have increased our weighting in India. So that's actually a new position in our global multi-asset solution. Mm -hmm. um, what we like about India is the positive economic momentum, mm -hmm. um, the dynamically rising per capita income, and also the associated growth in domestic consumption, resulting out of the per capita income growth. Okay. And uh, further, what we really find very interesting is the global trend of supply chain diversification. So this is what we find very interesting as Western, you know, production companies try to diversify that, you know, away from China. And we think India should benefit from this. Um, so overall, we expect like a profit growth on Indian stocks between 10 and 20 percent per year over the next two years. Okay. So that's quite significant. Yeah. And um, therefore an opportunity, a new opportunity for us. Yes. Then um, looking back again, so we have been very cautious, cautiously positioned in small and mid-cap stocks due to the rising interest rate environment. And as we expect falling interest rates in 2024, we see yeah, new opportunities, in particular in European smaller mid-caps. Mm -hmm. um, and this also fits our view that the economy should, you know, pick up some speed in the second half of 2024. So um, we recommend investors to start looking for opportunities in European smaller mid-caps. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's new. And um, I already also described a bit on the individual, on the single stock level, um, what was good um, and last year uh, was in particular that we left out the uh, Chinese stocks and had a solid weighting in those big growth companies. But um, I also mentioned that we already have started to reduce um, the weighting in those solid companies. So for 2024, we have a more balanced view on on the growth and value mix in a in a in a, in a stock portfolio so um, that does not mean that we are bearish for growth stocks but it simply means that yeah 
we balance it out a bit. Okay. And probably the, the biggest uh, new positioning is in the bond portfolio. Um, so in 2023, we, you know, we avoided all major pitfalls. So um, we didn't have any exposure to you know, the bankrupt banks in the US and Switzerland, right, which yeah. you remember. Mm. So that was good. Uh, but according to our interest rate outlook, we are now more positive for bonds. And we have decided in November last year already to increase the overall allocation in mm -hmm. bonds and also to, you know, to secure the higher, higher yield we can achieve with a longer duration. So um, also like from a diversification point of view and the multi-asset solution, that's we think quite, quite a good moment of time to increase um, bonds. So as you can see, many changes have been implemented for, for the new year. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, with our rigorous process, you know, the commitment to the investment philosophy and the strong team, I'm actually very confident for 2024. That's awesome. Max, thank you. That was a really wonderful episode. And I'm, I'm really grateful that you took the time. You're, I know how busy you are, and especially uh, since we were just presented the results of your hard work. So thank you very much that you took the time to be here today. Oh, really, it was really a pleasure. Thanks a lot for having me and I'm looking forward for the next podcast. Definitely. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. We now hope that you have a wonderful weekend ahead of you and we will be back, hopefully you too, next week on Friday with more from Pegasus Now. Until then, bye-bye.